You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening, welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, I'm John, and tonight, the surprise, joined by Chris and John Hayden. Good guys, how are you? I'm good at all. Uh, it's because there's no more football after well for about a week or two. That's that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, when's the European qualifiers start again? About end of this month. Five when it draws on Monday, isn't it? So I so far away. About a month. Two weeks and Thursday mm-hmm. for Rangers and St Johnson. Last <laughs> season just points into an all these days, don't. I pretty much, I. The players are lucky to get a break, some of them. But I will get, we'll get, we'll get a break. Depends, but I don't know how early we'll, we'll start back when Europe, we European fixtures. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, there's not really much to talk about tonight. Um, but there was a, the matter the Scotland England game, which is always a interesting occasion to say the least. So, uh, you two guys were at it, weren't you? Ah, yeah, you might have noticed on the SFF podcast Twitter account, uh, we've been posting videos. <laughs> well, we've been posting from our own accounts and the SFF podcast account. Yes. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I was in the, the West End, like the um, second, th- second or third back row, um, row DDD, so I didn't get to see the scoreboard. So, you know, <laughs> you didn't get to see, um, you know, how long we'd gone in the game or how much injury time there was. So. You is that the first time you've had, is that the first time you've had triple Ds in your hands? <laughs> no comment now. <laughs> you, you couldn't even join in in the, the half-time karaoke? No. Mind you, neither could I, because I don't, like, putting up Gaelic words doesn't make much difference to me, because I still can't read them. Oh, it was good fun. The halftime sing song is. I was making a joke about it, but it was, it was good fun. I remember when the halftime sing song used to be the highlight of going to Scotland games because they were that abysmal. Given the first half of the game, it was probably the highlight at that point. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would agree with that. The first half was dreadful, to say the least. Um, I think um, I, my thoughts on it were: um, England had possession. They get to eighteen yard box. False a Scotland player. Hoof up the park, repeat. And that was pretty much the theme of most of the first half. We just kept dropping deeper and deeper. England had the possession, didn't really create anything with it, and we just launched it. And there was no one in sight of Lee Griffiths, and the ball was about two miles away from Lee Griffiths as well. So. Aye. Yeah. The only things that were really, from a Scotland point of view, in the first half, Scott Brown got booked early on. And then you were, like, oh, no. you were like, oh dear. So um, you thought. Can he get? Can he referee Premiership games as well? Because that would be good. Um, and then Lee Griffiths had a shot from outside the box that Joe Hart saved comfortably. Aside from that, from a Scotland point of view, there wasn't much else to kind of talk about, was there? We kind of started the game pretty well because we were pressing them and they were really rattled with it. And then we stopped doing it. Yes. Which I don't understand at all. That, that was confusing me. And the other thing that was confusing me was why we were playing two left-backs. I don't know what that formation was supposed to be. Because what it turned out to be was Kieran Tierney and uh, and Robertson getting each other's road at left back. There was nobody on the left wing. I I think um, he had 
Tierney's like a left centre back, and it was weird that you had three left footers as your, um, you know, your centre back, so to speak. Um, and then Robertson was operating as more of a, a wing back, and so was Anya. But then we did nothing in midfield. I mean, the midfield was missing. The, I get that James Morrison picked up a an injury at some point, which I didn't really know much about. But um, he, he was pretty, he was pretty anonymous. I thought Armstrong was quite first half. Snodgrass was never in the game at all. Um, but we had nothing in midfield. I think as well, though, a lot of time we were getting pinned back. We were five at the back. So Anya and Robertson were actually playing a lot deeper than yeah. even they should be. Um, even, even when they were trying to get forward, the number of times I looked and Robertson just refused to go forward at all, like he'd been told to hang back, it was really frustrating to watch. I think the thing is with England that the probably area maybe they are most dangerous is their full-backs getting forward. So maybe I, it was a case of them getting told I right, stay back to cover them. Um Certainly, Kyle Walker certainly far more effective going forward than he's going back the way. Was it was it a case that Robertson was told to you know hang fire and don't go too far forward, or is he just not used to playing like a left wing role? Because if we were playing the you know the four two three one, he's not used to playing as a left winger. And um, whereas if he was just a full back, he would have no problem going on the overlap. But yeah, we were. It was a wee bit negative in the first a wee bit understandable but you know at home and the England team isn't really that great we could have pressed him a wee bit more um, but you know yeah, what... that's the thing that annoyed me is that we showed in the first couple of minutes that if we pressed them they were rattled so we should have kept mm-hmm. trying to do that we just we'd done it for a couple of minutes at the start of the game and then never bothered again certainly in the first half mm-hmm. And like you say, it's it's not that great an England team. I was I mean, when I was watching the teams come up at the start of the game. I probably knew more more of the Scotland players than I knew of the England players. And I can't remember the last time that happened because for years now the Scotland team I've sent them, I don't know. I don't watch enough English football to know who half the Scotland team are. Now, admittedly, there was like five Celtic players in there, so that, that probably helped matters. But I, the, the England team, I was looking at that thinking. Who are half of these guys? And then they got to the bench and they were rhyming off like Raheem Sterling and Oxford Chamber and I thought the bench is the one I know where all the players are. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I never even knew that Jake Livermore had elevated to England level, let alone starting. <laughs> is he not still at Hull and a relegated Hull team? Is that the best they've got? He's at West Brom. He's at West Brom now. So, see, that shows my knowledge in this Premier League these days because, you know, with the. Money is getting the overloads of money is getting pumps on average players, and it's just a bit of a, a switch off for me. But that's another matter. But I bringing on MacArthur at half time certainly helped. Um, you know, give us a wee bit more composure in the midfields. Um, you know, because Morrison, I know he was injured, but he wasn't really doing much. Ah, uh, Mor- Morrison seemed to get injured quite early on as well. I mean, the fact that he, he, he played on in the rest of the first half was quite impressive actually um, but well yeah, I think MacArthur I mean, was stripped after five minutes yeah. to come on and then Morrison said no I'll see how it goes no nah, Morrison just wasn't in the game and if he was um, if he was injured they should have went off but I mean, you don't really want to go off in that game so you can, can, I, mm-hmm. you can forgive him for that but it was it was ineffective because he was injured so yeah. we, I'm glad we had that so mm-hmm. half thing. yeah I mean you know what it's a, a decent player for us but on Saturday he because he's injury, but then what player in their right mind is going to say, I just take me off um, for the sake of the team? They're going to stay on it. It's up to the manager to make that sub. But to be fair, Strachan, he did call that right eventually. Second half, though, we definitely came into the game more. 
Mm-hmm. Aye, we, we, we seem to be pressing a wee bit more and we had a couple of decent chances that we kind of created. There was one chance that we had, um, I think it was Roberts and that, so it ended up hitting it. it, just, it, it I don't know why he took the touch. I should have had it first time. He should have had it first time, mm-hmm. but uh, that, I mean, that was probably the best, the best bit of play we had in the game. Probably if that had fallen to someone like Griffiths or um, even Snodgrass, first time that would have been hit. But not a left back in that position. Mind you, Robertson's quite good at getting forward and hitting shots. Aye, well, he scored against mm-hmm. England the last time we played them. They played them at yeah. Park. So. Yeah, he's pretty decent with that way, but maybe just to pressure the occasion. But yeah, then there was just some inexplicable defending. Uh, so, first of all, you had Gordon no dealing with the pass back, and he, he did look quite shaky at times. To be honest, you know, I would go further back than that because it all came for that free kick, which they hoofed up the park. Then Tierney inexplicably let it bounce in the middle of the park, which then put himself under pressure. Now, he yeah. dealt with it and got it back to Gordon, but then Gordon made a mess it as well and put it for a throw in, which is the throw in he then gave to Oxley Chamberlain, who had just come on. Yeah, it just wasn't defended. No, well, Scotland was scared he would have contact and get sent off or whatever, but. The thing, the thing in that build-up that said it for me was when Armstrong pretty much took Tierney out of the equation. There, were, there, were, there was almost too much uh, crowding in that box. So, I think it was, was it Armstrong who then got nutmegged for the the strike. Because it, it went through somebody, which is why I think Gordon's in it late. Might, might have been, but um, you know, would it be overcritical to say that Tierney could have got quicker? Because he seemed to stop... Um, you know, whilst he was going out, I don't know if he's worried about someone else coming in at the edge, but... Well, I think we switched off at the shy. I, I definitely think... I think we did. I do think Armstrong took Tierney out, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to defend Tierney. Not for, not for the, 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 the bounce in the first place, but after the throw, I'll defend Tierney. The, the main one that's culpable, unfortunately, was Gordon, because he doesn't set himself up properly um, to deal with the shot. If he stands tall, that hits him. You know, but he's like... Almost halfway down, and because the, the shot doesn't even go either side of it, it goes right through him and then uh, near enough the middle of the goal. Yeah, because he pretty much punches it into the net. It's yeah. almost like if he hadn't tried to save it, he'd probably stopped it. It's a weird mm-hmm. one, but I, like I say, I'm, again, I'll defend him because I don't think he sees it too late because it comes through Armstrong. So I think I think to say he's at fault for the goal is probably a bit harsh. He's more, I think he's more at fault for putting this ball out for the throw in than he is for the goal itself. He wasn't his normal composed self, Gordon. I mean, he's come on leaps and bounds under Rodgers, the way he deals with, you know, the ball at his feet, and he's normally still commanding the box, but he was nowhere near it on Saturday no, for me. I, th- I think I he think... was being asked to play the wrong game because he spent the entire season under Brendan Rodgers <laughs> learning how to play these short passes, and then every time he plays, he's gotten stacking and he's been asked to hoof up the park again. He's almost regressing when he has to do that. Ten days ago, he's adapted. He's adapted. <laughs> His main aim is, whether he's asked to kick it long or yeah. kick it short, his main aim is still to command the box and save a few shots. Yeah, I think um, he was elected to punch quite a lot, which just otherwise palm it away. Which, to be fair, the second goal he's just elected to do nothing. I'm not even going to fault him for a second goal either. No, oh, I think he was definitely at fault. Nah, I'd, see, I think it's just far enough away from him to be, to be that kind of doubt. He's looking for the defence to pick up and the defence are nowhere. Again, I don't think Gordon's 100% right, but I don't think he's the most culpable in that situation. No, I think you can blame um, four or five players for that goal, um, which we'll no doubt come on in later. But um, let's get the the good bits out of the way. Um, You know, when the game's all, you know, it looks as though um, we're fading away at a 
a one nil defeat, and then we. Yeah, the the worry, the, other worrying thing, the, the worrying thing for us was before before we got to the free kicks was the fact that for the next uh, ten, even fifteen minutes after they scored, we looked knackered. Like we did, we couldn't put string passes together. The England are finding more ways through us. It just was not working, and it's almost like the sub helped when uh, Anya went off, because when Anya yeah. went off and he put Chris Martin on, he then had to switch Tierney to right back. It's almost as if the finally the 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 team had a bit of balance. Yeah, and Anya wasn't doing it either. I mean, because no. he's hardly. I mean, you could tell he's not played much um, regular uh, first team football for a long time. I mean, he's not even in the Derby squads these days. Um, Anya and he's, you know, because uh, a lot of the times simple passes are getting played out to him, and he's letting the ball go under his feet and he's going out for throwing. Um, he's just lost. Um, he's just lost his confidence, and it was the right thing to bring Martin on for him, and it was also right earlier on to bring Fraser on for Snodgrass. Yeah. And Fraser injected a wee bit of energy into the game. Yeah, as as, as much as uh, the left hand side was getting a bit clogged up because Tierney and Robertson were both hanging back. They were still more effective than the right side because, as you say, Snodgrass was completely ineffective and Anya just didn't look match fit. I think uh, Anya was a gamble and if it had paid off, it would have been a brilliant gamble because we know what Anya's capable of. But it, it, never, it never even came close to paying off. See, if Anya was playing in his more advanced position as a winger, it, that might have worked better, but not as a right back. Yeah. I, you know, I would have been more confident with a back four with Tierney one side, Roberts and the other. Yeah. Um, but... You know, it was what it was. I'm going to say, I think once he made that sub, we looked a lot more balanced. Mm-hmm. Maybe just at that point, though, we're having to chase the game a bit. One other thing before we go on to the, the free kicks. Um, do you think Scott Brown should be sent off? Yeah, probably. I think so, too. Mm. Aye, the, For the challenge in Alley. Yeah, the, the, the challenge in Alley was a booking, I think. Um, the first one, I think he's tried to get away with that whole... You know, the, uh, the it's early doors. It's early doors. I'll put one in and they'll let them know I'm there, and I'll get away with it because I've done it in two and a half minutes. Except it's an Italian ref, so you don't get away with it. So I think, I think it's he's tried to get away with that one, and it hasn't worked. So to then get away with the one for Ali, ah, he was he was he was lucky to stay in the park. And the English pundits were quick enough to point out that one as well. So they're right. We can't argue. What were the free kicks in? First, first one is a stone wall free kick. What is he trying to do? Kick him in the head. <laughs> you just, uh, you know, you just had a feeling he was going to, um, you know, score that. I mean, I was sitting with my mate, you no know, joking, this is going in the stands. I didn't want to jinx it, but you no, know, I looked at the way the the wall was lined up. And we had two players at the edge where it was likely going to go over and curl into the corner, and you know, I just had a feeling this is going in, and you no, know, lo and behold, he did it. You never. Had but it's funny when you watch it. <laughs> I didn't know because I didn't want to jinx it at that point, but the second one, um, lightning you know, strike, strikes twice. Uh, see, I, I was yeah. I was the opposite. I thought it's a good chance he's scoring this, so I got my phone out for the first one, and it's when the second one comes up. I thought I'm not jinxing this. I need to film this one as well. <laughs> That's how I ended up with both. <laughs> Do you think there's any ever been eight, two free kicks scored so close together by the same player? Did Zidane not do it against England? This was running through my mind at the time. I remember England being one up against France. Was it set? Was it a penalty? Is that what it was? Yeah. Aye, right. uh, David James wiped it to Terry Henry. Ah, yeah. So it was. From Stephen Gerrard pass back. Because that's what was, when, when we did it twice, that's what went through my head. I mean, sadly, immediately followed by, didn't we throw it away against Poland in the last minute? <laughs> so, uh, uh, aye, it's too much was through my head at times. Uh, yeah. th- 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 
the thing that really annoys me, though, the, the, the pundits and saying, oh, look at these two identical free kicks. How are they identical? It's come two completely different corners. Aye, they were, aye. The first one goes top right, the bottom one was pretty much bottom left. Well, not quite bottom left, yeah. but it was in the left. Well, aye, they were like bottom left and bottom right, near enough. Um, but, you know, the techniques are you know, the same. Yeah. to get it up and down over the wall that quickly with his left foot. The only difference is, you know, one's went to Hart's left-hand side and the other's went to his right-hand. You know, um, I think Gary Neville's critical of Joe Hart say he should have moved his feet quicker, but I just think they were just two fabulous free kicks that he couldn't have done much more about. There's, there's a well, the lot first of one the saying, wall, the yeah. first one the wall doesn't even move. Yeah, that's the problem mm-hmm. I've got with it. Like they, if Joe Hart's counting his wall doing their job, and in the first instance they don't because they don't jump. So once he gets but it up and over, it's, a, it's an easy job to get it up and over. The second one they do jump, but he manages to get it in between two heads. <laughs> I think they did say though with the first one, even if the the, the wall did jump, it probably would still would have got in. So it was that good. Really? Oh. Aye. You would have needed two hurricane heads to get that on it because it was above hurricane's head, um, but by quite a bit. I thought looking at it, um, it was amazing that the first free kick he hits, he he starts running to celebrate as he's hit it. Yeah, I noticed that when the replay. He's already away. So yeah. at that point, when the second one goes in, there's a bit of better atmosphere that you've been at at Hamden in terms of Scotland game. Uh, as I put in my blog. The last time I felt that elation um, after the second goal was when no, Gerard Piquet put an own yeah. goal in to make it 2-2 against the then world champions. Um, I don't think there's been an international moment like that at Hamden since then, but yeah. that was you know, something else because it was England. Um, oh. It was you know, from phenomenal. When I read your Col- blog, Col- earlier, the, the Piquet thing was the thing that went through my head as well, so I would totally agree with you. I can't think of another time I've been at uh, Hamden and thought, this, this, this atmosphere is fantastic. So, aye, uh, it's probably that one. I wasn't at Caldwell when he scored. Oh, I was at that one, yeah. That was a good day. Um, but, yeah, um, I mean, I don't know what it is that we, st- you know, no matter how much that team put us through, you know, no matter how much disappointments they've put us through, I still, you know, a lot of us still thought, right, that's it, we're going to do this. <laughs> and then they find another way to just let us down. It's it's really annoying because the free kick that England get is kind of soft, but having seen it back, I can see where the ref's given it. But we defend the free kick, and we get the ball out, and there's a break up the park, and Armstrong's got a choice. He can go left and get a pass to where there's a bit of space, or he can go right and give the ball away. So I, I was making this joke at work earlier, it's, it's, it's a kind of politics in this country and the microcosm. Should have went left, went right. Screwed it up. <laughs> I mean, you would have forgiven Armstrong had he even just booted it long towards the corner. Yeah. Um, because then you're wasting 20, 30 seconds. Um, I mean, it, that just shows what pressure can do. I mean, Armstrong's had a great season, but it's a, it was a different pressure because, you know, he was going to be a potential giant killer rather than be, you know, in the the team that's favourites looking to win. He would have been maybe more composed if he was at Celtic and they were playing Aberdeen. I, th- I, I, I don't think he did. I, I, he played, the pass was bad, but I think mm-hmm. I, I would rather have tried to pass it than to hoof it because I don't, if they hoofed it, it was just going to come straight mm-hmm. back at us again. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact he made a mess of the pass is probably the, the downfall. But in the same point, it gives you time to regroup as well. <sighs> yeah. Um, that, I mean... Personally, I would rather he just played the simple pass left. Um, yeah, if he, if he plays I, a simple pass left, think, there's nobody near him. I can only say I didn't see him. 
but yeah, that, that's my thought as well. I don't get that, but um, I don't see why you wouldn't see him though, because I just thought he'd be pretty clear if the options is left in his right, but no. It's not as if he didn't have an option in his right, it's just that's where the defender was. Aye. So, I mean, that's mistake number one. Mistake number two for me, maybe I'm just being a bit picky, but, um, you know, I know Raheem Sterling for a 50 mile pin player doesn't really cross the ball very, very often, but why are they... Why is no one trying to shut that across down and on his right foot? I've he, got a problem with that. He got far too much yeah. space, and to his credit, he delivered a fantastic ball. Mm-hmm. And then well, it was just made easier by the fact that nobody picked up Barry Kane, which is mental given he was the top scorer in the Premiership this season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Charlie McGrew's ball watching, Robertson's not tucking in. Um, I still think Gordon, it's close enough for Gordon to come out and get that, or. At very worst, try and put Harry Kane under a bit of pressure. Just put Harry Kane, Kane off. Mm-hmm. Anything? Um, aye. That was just so frustrating. I mean, we, we talk about that um, feeling at Hamden, um, you know, when we scored to make it 2-1. But I don't think I've had a, a feeling of dejection like that for a long time. Maybe, maybe the last time for me was when Belgium scored in the 92nd minute. Certainly not for a Scotland game, but a couple, couple of weeks ago we had it, eh, John. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the national games, John. <laughs> I, no, even, like, I, I referenced it earlier, but when Poland got that last second equaliser for two each a couple of games ago, the atmosphere was already flat because we'd heard Ireland were beating Germany. Which yeah. really annoyed me that night, because if we'd won, we'd still have a chance. But, I mean, once uh, the Poland goal went in, it was, that was that game over, we were out. Um, but I don't remember being... As dejected that night as I was when I didn't get that equaliser. It's ridiculous because if you'd said to any of us before the game, would you take a draw? You'd have went, aye, probably. But you don't take a draw when you're in the 90th minute and you're 2 1 up. Correct. It would have felt better if it's one each. <laughs> aye. Aye, if it would if it, if, if it been one of the equalisers. One of the Griffiths goals for the equaliser, and that was it. Then we'd have left handed happy because we'd earned the draw in a game we probably yeah. didn't really deserve to get in from. Yeah. And that's the other ridiculous thing we should have won a game, we, sh- we could have won a game, we should have lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, I mean, I mean, people say, yeah, we would have taken a draw before the game and all that, but no. When you get in that position, you know, with in the three minutes injury time to go, and you've got yourself in front to then throw that away. No, you don't take a draw from no, that. No, you know no. I can't. I, I just can't see past those three minutes. You know you've worked hard to get yourself into that position, and then throw it away by criminal defending, yeah. criminal yeah. team defending. That is. It's, it's too, there's too many mistakes. I mean, I, yeah. I, England, England are looking at that game thinking, well, it was two bits of brilliance at Philly Griffiths. They're being a bit picky to pick on the likes of Hearts positioning or the wall jump, not jumping. Because, I mean, how many times have you seen free kicks go under a wall? You can be overly critical, I think. Just accept that Griffiths scored two cracking free kicks and move on. We're the opposite. Mm-hmm. We're, the, we're like, there's a problem and there's a problem and there's another problem and, there's a, and that's just one goal. <laughs> Moving on to our goal, there's another problem there, another <laughs> problem there. There's, there's just a calamity of errors in both goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the other thing England might dispute is whether the second one was actually a free kick I heard a few of them suggesting that but um, it was almost as if, was it Fraser went down? Was it Fraser went down under very little challenge? Chris, Chris Martin. Martin Was it Chris, Chris Martin? Martin? Oh ok yeah. It was 
he was certainly looking for it. Who was the England player that slipped? Because it was a slip. Was it KL? Yeah. Oh, yeah, possibly. I, I, I think it's a free kick. I think he, he's, he's definitely right. The slip has taken out Chris Martin, but let's say Chris Mind Martin's playing for it. Cahill got tarmacked because there was a challenge with him and somebody. I can't remember who it was, and Cahill went down clutching his face. That was, was, yeah, that was the first free no, kick. No one yeah, that was his face. face. Yeah, that was that was that was nope. Cahill trying to kick him in the head, and then went down holding his face. Right. So. Come on, John. The English don't cheat. It's cute when they do it. Aye. See, when a foreigner dives, they're a cheat. But when an England, when a Stephen Gerrard did it, and he said, "Ah, that was cute way he did. That was clever." Cheat. Yeah, exactly. I, I Probably over. Campaign over. Uh, we're in. Uh, still, we're in. still mathematically possible. Um, I have. Uh, I've said I've, I said long before now that the, the, the campaign was over. We're kind of hanging on in there. No in Scotland will probably hang on there until October. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we went to Lithuania and won, and then like, beat Malta at home to take it to September, and then or take it through September into October, and then it's against Slovakia and Slovenia is going to lose it. The away game at Slovenia is going to be difficult, and Slovakia at home is going to be difficult as well. So, I think we need to win all four. There's no question about it. We need to win all four. What is possibly in our favour is that you know both Slovakia and Slovenia have to play each other, so someone's got to drop points, and you're hoping that's uh, Slovakia because they're the ones that are in front. Um, although you prefer a draw, but they've also both got to go to Wembley as well. Now a lot might depend how um, England approach it because England might have already qualified with simply one of them. Yeah, but England have lost a good qualifying record. They haven't lost a qualifying yeah. match since 2009. Yeah, and they were seconds away from us breaking that record, mm-hmm. which is really annoying. Uh, I, 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 somebody also pointed out to me that it was, uh, we were seconds away from our first win over England at Hamden since 1985 when Richard yeah. Goff scored the winner. Aye. Even England's last competitive defeat was Ukraine um, in 2009 when they already qualified for the World Cup. So yeah. when you look at it another way, their last competitive defeat when it meant something was that night against Croatia 10 years ago. Yeah, true. It's- Suppose the one thing, maybe if we were to win the two games in September and say Slovakia or to, well, get a draw and lose the England game, we're above them. No, there's four points above us just now. Aye, but if they only get a draw in the September fixtures and we get two wins, then we go above Slovakia. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Five points, one. And then Slovenia might just pick, well, uh, Slovenia pick up four points for only maybe a point behind them. You never know, but... We, It'd be nice to have a fighting chance going into the last two games. Yeah, we definitely need, if we win our two games in September, which we absolutely need to do, then we're still having a chance. But it's, it's, it's going to be a slim chance, regardless. If we don't win those two games, forget it. Yeah, what I will say is that the team have shown a bit of improvement in the last couple of games, um, so it gives us some sort of hope. you just got to hope we can carry that momentum. Uh, the worry is that Lithuania away, we don't have the most wonderful record going to Lithuania. Um, we usually tend to draw over there. And you know when they played us at Hamden in October, we were quite lucky to get the draw that night. So yeah. if we approach it right, I think we can win. But you know, you just never know. We've won in Slovenia before, didn't we? Have we not? Hi, that was three of the best Scotland goals in one game. Um, uh, <laughs> that yeah. made us jump up in the Euro qualifiers the next year. 
The, the other interesting thing is all our goals at home in this campaign so far have come after 80 minutes. That is basically don't leave early. Uh, we got a late equaliser against Lithuania, got a late winner against Slovenia, and then two late goals against England. I, I would hope it improves against Malta. <laughs> yeah, I would be worried if it's now now got the last ten minutes at Malta. I mean, it was bad enough one each against Liechtenstein in the ninety seventh minute. Oh my goodness! Aye. Oh, that was a horrendous night. Did, did, did that the, win off match the atmosphere against England? <laughs> So was, that was I, a weird atmosphere. Everyone's hugging each other, you know, for a ninety-seventh minute winner against Liechtenstein, and you know, oh, I think that was just sheer relief. And we knew how lucky we were because there was never seven minutes of injury time merited in that game whatsoever. It was utterly ridiculous. I, 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 yeah. I'm not even. Sure. I, I definitely didn't celebrate the equaliser. <laughs> no, I didn't. I think that was one of the angles had been at a Scotland game. Uh, I think that the equaliser was more a case of I, I should think so we can get a winner uh, anyway we did get a winner I, 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 well, I must have I definitely celebrated that and I felt embarrassed celebrating it because it was one of the worst things you did I mean that was a team whose um, population could fit in Hamden there would still be about 10 12,000 empty seats was that the same campaign we played Spain yes because <laughs> the Spain game the came high- not long after that <laughs> Uh, it was the next month, yeah. <laughs> the high point, the high point of Craig Levine's um, Scotland tenure was equalising against Spain. Uh, Ten minutes against Spain was a highlight of that campaign. That's the thing. Sometimes these, these teams have just got good subs to be able to bring on. So in the case of England, they had Oxford Chamberlain and Sterling who made a big difference when he came on. And Spain that night put Lorente on and get the winner. I still, I still think their subs actually improved us. But... Yeah, I do as well. I think, you know, Shackens had his critics and I've been one of them. Um, but I think he got his substitution spot on. If he didn't get his team selection right, he at least fixed it. Um, and almost worked, but there's only so much Shackens can do with a, a ropey defence. And that was probably the best defence that we had available. That's the worry. That, that, I mean, we've been saying this for ages now. The, the biggest problem we've got is that there's, there just isn't too many central defenders coming through for Scotland at the moment. I mean, you, you know, like, obviously in the last couple of games we've looked to Celtic and went like we'll just have all the guys that have been playing pretty well for you guys but Celtic and don't have any central defenders that are Scottish and as I mentioned as well on Saturday we had a defender that's been relegated to League 1 in England yeah. playing as much as I think McGrew's a, de- a decent enough player but yeah. it just shows you where we're having to pick up players from but then Northern Ireland so it's up to look at they pick players who are slow down as that and doesn't stop them. But Northern Ireland aren't afraid to pick um, guys and that are playing in the SPFL outside Celtic Rangers either. Well, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, there was Liam Boyce going his first goal. Yeah. Uh, they, they seem to pick more at Erlogan <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like, like that... Josh McGuinness and folk like that have been playing for them. And... I will, they had Boyce, they had McGuinness, they had McGinn, all playing. Yeah. Michael McGovern was their best player at the Euros when he was still on the books of Hamilton. Yep, right, true. But then we've, I think we've had that conversation before, haven't we? What it's just not gonna, it's just not gonna happen. We must, we must have something good coming through because we made the semi-finals of the, the tournament, 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 possibly. Which England managed uh, to somehow win that and the Under Twenties World Cup with two different Under Twenties teams. How did they manage that? No, I, I think that's it. Neither, they, neither I, team had Paddy McCoy. Eh, Paddy McCoy, I keep doing this. Paddy Roberts. <laughs> either. Because Paddy Roberts obviously hang about for the, the, the Scottish Cup final. Ah, I know. Yeah, 
One of them had the unknown commandant keeper. He was named keeper. He was named keeper of the tournament. Yeah, he's nothing wrong with playing so. in Scotland. Only striking the deal. That, like, but that, having said that, I mean, even if you did pick for other teams in Scotland, who would you bring in now that would be improving the Scotland team? Still shitty. In the position, we've got oh, too many guys already. Oh, I bet there was Shenny can cover. Shenny would always play for the forward. Shenny would tell me that. Shenny would be a useful squad player because he can come on for right back, left back, and obviously set him a field where he's now more established. Yep. So he'd certainly handy man to have her in the squad. Um, I think he merits it. Um, you know, Suter was looking good for you know a call up before his injury, so you just hope he recovers. Yeah, he's away to Cardiff now. At least Fraser's been integrated into the team now. Be good to see him play more. Hopefully, Ollie Box can get back in the squad. Well, he, he was one yeah. of the boys in that two on two on, wasn't he? He was. He, he was a captain. captain. Uh, but the the other thing in that tournament was the our best player, supposedly, was Greg Taylor, Kamarik, who. And there's a left back, like oh, maybe they just start playing a team of left backs. <laughs> uh, I struck it out that Saturday, did they work? So, <laughs> it's just picture of the formation just being um, eleven dots around the left hand side. <laughs> yeah, nobody in the centre. <laughs> the heat map, the, heat, the sky heat map, It'd be like uh, in the, the left byline. Right, so just just completely off, uh, or, or somewhat off topic. Did you see the wee boy that was doing the sign language for Florida Scotland? No. Like the cracking job he did. Although I'd have to wonder what sign language is for Scotland because it did look as if it was flapping like a chicken. <laughs> watch it back. Watch it back if you get a chance. He, he did a fantastic job. Was this in the big screens that um, some of us had no view of? Uh, well, he was next to the paper. So, if you watched the, what, the, the TV coverage, you'd have seen them. Nah, well, I didn't. I've not watched all the TV coverage. I just saw the the, the highlights on the SFA's YouTube channel, which was Sky's commentators, and I saw bits of the STV one, but I didn't see right for the start. I, I haven't seen the Sky commentary yet, because I'd imagine Ian Crocker was pretty good. Or was it Ian Crocker? No, it was, t- no, it was Martin Tyler and Gary Neville. Tyler? <laughs> yeah. That's rubbish. Mm-hmm. I like it when Ian Crocker does a commentary. <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah, Tyler was pretty um, good though. Um, he's, he was actually quite um, excited when Griffiths scored his second goal. Yeah, yeah. Certainly more than Clive Tildesley was. Oh well, that's a surprise. Uh, so do I move on to the the draw for the the Betfred Cup? Yeah, because now that we're finished talking about last season, as it is now last season, it's the the, <laughs> the upcoming season which starts uh, about a month from now. <laughs> And, well, it starts earlier than that if you Rangers and Johnson, as we said earlier. But as far as the Betfred Cup goes, is it the 14th, the 14th of July? And it starts with an Ayrshire Derby. Excellent. Yeah, see, the draw was. How, how good was the draw? Do you know what I called it? Would either be, because there was a possibility Hibs and Hearts could have got each other, and obviously the Dundee teams. And I said one of them would come out, at least. And obviously, and it came out Dundee. How funny would it have been had it been Hibs and Hearts in the group yeah. stage? Well, BT have got six games, so they've got Air Kilmarnock on Friday the 14th of July, uh, and then they've got Queen's Park and Motherwell on the Saturday the 15th of July. Uh, on Saturday the 22nd of July, it's Partick Thistle St Mirren, that should be quite a good game. Um, 
Uh, before that, sorry, Ross County Hibs on Friday the 21st of July. And I'll be a good game. Uh, and then the following weekend, Heart of Midlothian versus Dunfermline on the Saturday the 29th of July. Which is a 3pm kickoff on the telly. Is that allowed? Must be allowed because it's because it's still pre-season. Time. No, no, quite, no, quite the season. Aye, yeah, it's English pre-season at that point. I, I thought the point of not showing games at three o'clock on a Saturday was to try and encourage people to actually go to games. There's other games on at three o'clock on a Saturday. To be fair, I think that's still getting played at Ten Castle, um, which is going to be a reduced capacity anyway. So that'll probably be near enough out anyway. Ah, that's a point. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. How at well, Hearts have got two home games. Are they, they are actually playing these two at Tynecastle because it's East Fife and Dunfermline they're playing their two home games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, the final game, as we said, uh, Dundee versus Dundee United, Sunday the thirtieth of July. So that should be a, an exciting end to the the group stage fixtures. Uh, obviously, eighth of August when the big teams come in. He's got Brady to play at Hamilton. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's got Bride and Bucky Thistle are in it, aren't they? Because they were the yeah, teams yeah. that were in the playoff. Yeah, missed out and just couldn't be survived. See, aye, he's got Bride are in with Hamilton. And Bucky's in with Cowdenbeath, Dungeon United, Rathal Rovers and Dundee. The, the regionalised things are a bit weird in some places. <laughs> yeah. Got I think they also have to factor in league positions as well. Um, and you know, because you can't have like, you know, um, you know, five Premier League teams out, out of eight getting into um, the south side of the draw and South and North or however they work it. So I think they've got to take that into account. But was it Inverness get steered, but Hibs don't? But technically, Inverness were in the league above Hibs. I think I think a lot of it goes by league positions the year before. Oh, yeah. So technically, Hibs were thirteenth in the overall Scottish football. Standings. So, Bucky Thistle done the right. It should be a, a nice wee game for them. Because they've got it at home as well, which is good. Uh, the, the one that I'd be laughing is Falkirk, Stern and Albion. That sounds like it'd be quite a nice local derby. And then they've got to play Inverness in the same group. That's the region Um So, yeah, it should. It's like, well, we mentioned East Kilbride and Hamilton. That'll be, again, it's at home for East Kilbride. So, that should be a nice little ding dong. See, it's. it's I, I quite like the group stage thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see if any of the, the televised games go to penalties like happened last season. It's good when you know you're not having to play it. It's, it is, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like Celtic will certainly expect never to play in this because if we don't call for Europe, it's been a horrendous disaster. Um, but you'd imagine Blake's a, what, their last season was the one time only playing it and Aberdeen will certainly want to avoid it more often than not and St Johnson have been pretty well they would have been at last season but they're in Europe again so but it does give um, you know it, it was quite popular last season the competition um, because you had these um, these fixtures although there were one or two Premier League teams complaining you know that it came to it came to a lot of the Premier League teams because of fitness well they're up against um, you know part time teams who are in the exact same position nice. but have you no know, who only train twice a week That's- <laughs> Probably better than pre-season friendlies. Ah, yeah, that's what I think. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good way to get competitive football early uh, for the teams that aren't playing in Europe who are having to play competitive football early anyway. And it's almost a leveller to those who are usually in Europe in the early stages like we have been for the last three years, but um, this time Rangers and St Johnson have that worry. 
Yeah. Uh, the other thing to mention, I suppose, a few transfers already. F.A. Ambrose signed for Hibs. Aye, I think I knew that one was coming. Mm-hmm. And then Rangers have been pretty busy. As they need to be since you start with the, the end of the month. Yeah. Had Ryan Jack been confirmed when we were last on? Yeah. No, 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 he hadn't at that point. I think he joined in the Tuesday or the Wednesday. So um, that's not happened. And, and after him, it's just been the Mexican wave with a column being thrown in. Uh, Portuguese. Bruno Alves. Oh, yeah. Dalcio, Cardoso, Candias. The Mexicans have not signed yet because they've got to work payments. Is it Pena and Herrera or something like that? Mm-hmm. I know they paid a million pounds for Colombian. Mm-hmm. I, did see, I did see an interesting thing whereby someone had wrote what are just trying to do, start a, a South American drug board and govern. That's for money just for actually. There's a podcast title. <laughs> Aye, is it? <laughs> in terms of next Monday's draw, because they do the first two rounds in next Monday, don't they? Yeah. Johnson are seeded in the first round uh, and so Rangers actually. So yeah, but then Aberdeen are seeded in Aberdeen the second round. Aberdeen are seeded in the second round with Rangers and Johnson, wouldn't be. And then Celtic are seeded in the second round for the Champions League. Uh, yeah, aye. Uh, I think Celtic will be seeded throughout if they get, depending on how far they get. Because uh, I think we're the top seeds in the second qualifying and then a one pi course coming in at the third round and the other top seeds in Celtic. Um, so S- Aye, it was STV Sport had a pretty good article on it, didn't they? I don't know. I, I always just Google the same thing. UEFA Bert, you get Bert Cassius, who does this for a living. I think it's, it's, it's the, Aye, the, the best geek site on the, on the internet for football. Well, STV Sport had who St Johnson and Rangers could potentially draw. Have they split it up? Yeah. Aye, and a half. Yeah. I'd seen it at some point. I know, there, I know, I know there's certainly like seeded and non-seeded uh, aspects on, on Bert's site, but um, it's generally then split up regionally. So if STV have already worked out who's regionalised, then like, one step ahead of Bert. Well, possible opponents for Rangers and St. Johnson. STV Sport has, let's see how many of these you know, right? So you've got Siroki Bresh. I might not pronounce that right. You heard of them? This is like a dance. No. Nope. They're from Bosnia. Uh, Fola Esh. I'm pretty sure they played a Scottish team recently. Uh, they played us last season. Luxembourg. Aye. Defardange 03. Aye. I would say if I looked at it, I could name Shamrock Rovers, uh, Flora Talon, yeah. Lincoln Red Imps, because they played uh, Celtic, yeah. Cork City. Hang on, Lincoln Red Imps are in the UFA League. What happened? Did they win the league? Uh, Torchavan from Faroes, uh, Derry City from Ireland, Derry City, yeah, and uh, Town from Wales. But uh, a few Welsh teams in there. St Joseph's uh, FC for Gibraltar. That's a few, few like, Northern Irish. A few Northern Irish teams. <laughs> uh, so I, but you never know. There's, some, there's quite often you'll be these teams. You know, I heard of they might be quite decent. So they're probably still going to say about. They're probably thinking of some of our teams. Yeah, I will, yeah. Easy, mate. Cards on the table, how do you feel about these, um, about wanting Scottish teams to do well in Europe? Where do you stand? Oh, I, I don't know anymore. I do. I used to, but then it just makes other teams richer. 
I want to see all the Scottish teams do well because I'm fed up playing three quarters. <laughs> it's too hard getting to the Champions League. Never mind, you guys, man, having to do like, well, at least you're only three rounds for the Europa League group stages this year, not four. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so not three rounds and then a playoff. That's two rounds in a playoff. Two rounds in a playoff. Two rounds in a playoff. Aye, because like the last three seasons we've had three qualifying rounds, and that was just to get into playoff. Right. It would have been the same amount of games, uh, you know, that to Aberdeen win the Cup Winners Cup eight games um, to get to the Cup Winners Cup final. Yeah. But it's taken you eight games to get into the group stages of the Europa League. Right, it's just it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, we're the same. Uh, we played, obviously, Celtic were celebrating the 50th anniversary of winning the Lisbon. But we played more games in Europe this season. <laughs> we wouldn't made the group stage. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I hope they all. I hope they all do well. All four of them. Um, you know, because Scottish football needs, you know, the coefficient to be um, better again. And you think ten years ago we had Celtic and Rangers both in the Champions League, and you had Aberdeen in the UEFA um, Cup group stages as it was then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it'd be good to have you know some like that going again for this season. Though it's very unlikely to happen. Well, it's only going to get harder like anyway. But it's only yeah. going to get harder as well as the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That's some like two million quid or something that uh, Celtic got for off the telly for running the league this year, and uh, Sunderland get relegated and get about ninety. Yeah, <laughs> aye, but I can't just feel Aberdeen the Scottish Cup. They only get something like hundred thousand pounds or something like that. Yeah, like for finishing second, you're like, oof, dear. It's just ridiculous. I mean, in Sunderland as well, you know, that's ninety million they've got, but they're a hundred million pound in the red, hundred and ten million. You know, and they've had that kind of money going for years. It's ridiculous. But you don't find Yeah, but that's the problem, Chris. They don't always pay it off. Aye, is that all? Never need to, that's the problem. Oh, no, I just get a Leeds United. Don't know, Forrest as well. Stop it. Uh, don't know, I don't know what's the day. Jason Cummins possibly going to Nottingham Forest. 1.4 million. So, see what happens there. By that one. And, eh. Uh, Burton are interested in Liam Boyce. It'd be a shame if we lost him. Top scorer last season. But there is rumour that he's got a release clause. So a big ball for Ross County if I have that. And obviously yeah. Burton Abbey had success with signing Jackson Irvin from Ross County, who had a great season last season by all accounts. They reckon they've still got to keep a hold of him. Yeah. Yep. One that I think Aberdeen missed out Should have tried to sign. Jackson Irvin. Aye. Yeah. He always looked like he had promise when he was at Celtic, but never quite managed to fit into it. So, somewhere else has left. So, anything else? Jack? How does that conclude the 2016-17 season? I think that's yeah. the, the season over, finally. Um, it's, yeah. I, I, I would have to say it's it's been a great season, but <laughs> I would say that. Yes. Yeah, I've, been, I've enjoyed this season and um, you know, my debut season the podcast and um, blogging for you guys. It's been great and hopefully it'll be better banter next season as well. Is that what you say, the banter's pish? Aye. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm just saying it can only get better as well. Oh, I definitely. High hopes, high hopes. Yeah. Hope, hopes. Hopefully next season we have less uh, technical issues and less issues getting people to come on the podcast. And I'm certainly not having any more kids, so... <laughs> 
Well, we've had a consistent run of, you know, the three of us being on. Um, maybe we need to freshen up now and then. One is take a break and Hamish can come out of hiding um, when Hearts start running games again. Ah, <laughs> you're Craig. Craig can get day release now and then from oh, some directing duties. You heard a couple of weeks ago what happens when Craig comes on, just the conversation goes off on a, a complete tangent. <laughs> ah, I like when, it ha- when that happens, so. <laughs> it's, it's one of the highlights of the season for me, though. It was funny, oh, my, mate, my mate from work earlier was going, what's the, the name of the podcast again? How to get an iTunes? And he had a search and he was like, what are these titles all about? <laughs> Kelly Brook and the Celtic Housecoat. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so, aye. One of my all-time favourite uh, podcast titles, that one. Yeah, that was a cracker. Well, I love the um, outtakes afterwards. Ah, <laughs> oh, it sounded like outtakes. I had to leave them, man. Yeah. That, that, like, you, you could put boring titles like oh, Celtic win the treble or uh, Aberdeen's disappointment or the Rangers are coming it's, I don't know right? you could put these boring titles but what's the fun in that you know roughly what's going to be in these podcasts if you've got any interest in Scottish football so let's have a bit of fun with it the more bizarre the better yeah totally right. that's what I was thinking so bye it's been a good one Hey. Uh, and, speak and to you soon thank you everybody that's listened this season uh, and, and stuck by us and thanks to yeah. Luke thanks. good guys for giving us uh, the charity bit again this season uh, and hopefully the, 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 the charity will be happy to receive the £487 I think it was yep and hopefully we'll do better in the betting next season and we don't need to rely on one um, odd bet on Stephen Mallon who's <laughs> gone elsewhere anyway <laughs> yeah, can I bet him next season <laughs> aye but he went for over 500 pounds again that season aye that'd be a nice that'd be a nice team mm-hmm. uh, but we can't we can't bet Stephen Mallon that season because he's gone to Bardley mm-hmm. after they found the right place to sign him that's alright yes. we'll, f- we'll figure out who we can bet on Aye, we'll figure we'll get another ten on shot or something. Else. Aye, I'll take I'll take a start with December if I can get any decent ones off. But Aye. That's the way it goes. Right, well right. see you next season. Well, in a month. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.